That one driven deep right field. Thank you, go. Go on for Morgan Chris. And Vincent Chamberlain. That ball. Going to the wall. Chamberlain the second for this first hit. Mounted second, going to third. For this first hit of the season. So, and the pitch. That one swung deep to left. And that one's gone! Savi Seaman with a three-run shot. And the Warhawks take the lead. <laughs> All right, hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Podcast on D-Shot. It's another episode with Pat Miller, the head men's basketball coach at UW-Whitewater. Um, Pat, thanks for joining me. Yeah, happy to be here, D-Shot. Um, just kind of talk about the season so far. Obviously, you're, um, how's it been so far? You obviously had the exhibition um, over a month ago. Um, obviously, you guys have had a little bit of a small comp- non-conference uh, slate. Uh, and a couple of conference games recently. Just kind of how's how's that been lately? Oh, it's been it's been a lot of everything. We we played Wisconsin, which was obviously a great experience for our players, and you know a lot of fun playing that game. And then we were out of conference. Uh, played a really good Whitworth team in our tip off tournament, and, and had a tough one point loss, missed a last second shot. Uh, but but th- it was a great game for us. They're they're an experienced team, a ranked team. Um, it was a big test for us. Um, and, and you know we're five and five and two right now. I think um, with a couple conference wins. So th- this is a young team. We have some new parts that are pretty critical um, that are getting a lot of minutes. Um, you know, so trying to get those guys acclimated with everybody else, get everybody on the same page. You know, I thought Wednesday our, our conference game we did some really good things, but we just had some really bad struts, and that's kind of been our mo is is some really good play and then some stretches where we we just don't handle situations well. And I thought. Today's game in particular against Stout, uh, it was our best sustained effort, um, more mistake-free than we've been. Uh, we had some guys out there that were, that were really efficient. You know, I look at Jack Brown, 7 for 10 from the floor, 2 for 3 from 3, 6 rebounds, 18 points, um, just a re- really solid effort. And, and that's what we need, just more consistency out of those guys. And uh, but, it, but it's going well. You know, we're coming together, and now we're out of the conference uh, for some games so we can continue to work on things and, and make improvements. Um, can you talk about a couple of those, couple of those guys? Um, a couple of them lead, lead the team in scoring right now. Um, I know Jack Brown kind of is. I think he's the leading rebounder. Um, just kind of talk about uh, Derek Gray um, to start. Obviously, he had the big game against Wisconsin, and um, just kind of he's had a couple good games. He had a twenty-point game against Stout. Just kind of talk about him to start. Yeah, he actually had 30 against Stout. He, um, 30 against Stout. Yeah, he's really improved his game. He, he's done a great job in the weight room. He's improved his body. He's really improved his jump shot. He's become a, a really effective three-point shooter. And you saw today he got to the free throw line 11 times, um, two for six from three, nine for 18 from the floor. Uh, j- just really solid. And, and he's also you know a really effective perimeter defender. He always gets the best. Um, offensive player out of the guards, and, and he embraces that challenge. And you know him, him and, and Gage really complement each other well. You know they, they both can score, they both can attack the basket. Uh, Gage, you know, like tonight, five assists, one turnover. His assist to turnover ratio is great. And you know he's a guy that does what he needs, what, what we need. You know he's had some big scoring games. Uh, he has games where he defers, and, and he'll have big assist games and, and very few turnovers. 
Which is good. You know, they're, they're really a good backcourt and, you know, all, everybody around them is continuing to make strides and get better. You know, we've had a little, little stumbling with, um, with Elijah Lambert being out. He had, he had a foot injury. He missed a couple games, which, you know, is unfortunate at this point. He was starting for us and it was good to get him back tonight and, and get him some reps. Uh, Jameer Barker, a freshman, has played a considerable amount and, and, and he's playing better and better as we go. Carter Capstrand, another freshman. Um, has played well for us. You know, he had 17 minutes tonight and it had a, a solid overall game. So, you know, I think the difference with this year's team, we have a, a lot more physicality. Uh, we're significantly better defensively and we have a lot of options. There, there's a lot of different things we can do matchup wise. We can play small, we can play big. Um, you know, we just, like I said, we just need people to continue to get better and, and make improvements. You were talking about Gage. Obviously, he was kind of one of the guys um, in the abbreviated season last year that kind of stuck out a little bit. Um, what has he done from, or what has he gotten better at um, uh, since obviously last year to this year? Yeah, you know, I'm I'm really happy with how he's defending this year. I thought last year defensively, you know, he would have some lapses, but I think this year overall he's been significantly better. And he's just he's a great decision maker. Like I said, he's a guy who can score at all three levels. He can hit threes. He has mid range game. He can finish at the rim, and a really good decision maker. You know, and it, you know what I've talked to him about is just expanding his leadership role you know becoming more vocal becoming more of a leader on the floor getting guys you know into what we want um and, and i think that those roles will expand as guys continue to get to know each other better and understand their roles and, and play with each other um you talked about physicality and um being able to do different things obviously two and oh right now with with the two conference wins obviously one of those against the team that you've uh, it's the only team that you have a losing record against in the in, in the conference um, in your history against the, its teams in the conference. Obviously, had a good win against Stevens Point. But how does how does physicality kind of help with and being able to do different things with kind of the conference schedule? Well, last year we just we weren't very physical inside. We had injuries and, and Trayvon Chisholm, you know, had to play our five spot. He, and he's not a five; he's a four. You know, at times in mm. certain matchups, other teams will play, you know, Stevens Point played their four men at the five, you know, then it's it's a decent matchup for him. But but that was a tough ask for him last year, and we just didn't really have very many options. And I think that this year, you know, having Caleb Flattenmore back from his ACL injury is giving us valuable minutes. And then Carter Capstrand coming in and, and being a physical kid, he's ready to play right now, um, as you can see. So that's really secured our, our interior game. And giving us some depth there, and then both, like I said, both Lambert and Barker are, are really physical kids. You know, they're they're strong. Um, they attack the basket. They're both very good defenders. So we've just gotten overall better. I, I think um, our strength coach John has has done a remarkable job with these guys. That he's you know gotten across to, through to them like like no one we've ever had. And they're they're lifting hard. They've all gotten stronger. They embrace lifting. You know, Jack Brown's body is much different. Um, Briante Hunt is more physical this year. So I, I thought the COVID year, you know, even though we didn't have competitive success, I thought it was a really val valuable year for us. We spent a lot of time lifting because we only really played eight games in a short period of time, and we practiced for a long time. So there was a lot of a lot of lifting, a lot of development, and I think we're starting to see, you know, some of the, the fruits of that. Um, on a quick hit on Briante Hunt a little bit, because obviously – um, prior to the COVID year, he kind of came in a little bit and played some good, um, had some good moments. Um, just kind of how is he? Kind of same same kind of question to, to Gage. How has he kind of improved since his time of being in the program? 
Well, I think he, you know, the key with him is getting him to play to his strengths. You know, when he attacks the basket, um, rebounds well, he, he's really effective player. I still think, you know, he can become a better defender. Uh, I, I think, you know, this year he's rebounded well for us. Um, you know, and it's just like with all these guys, it's just little things. As you know, it's the little details. It's just being solid. It's knowing the scout and, and learning how to win. And, um, you know, a lot of these guys have been around for the last couple of years when we've struggled. So, you know, it's getting back to not only learning what to win, but expecting to win. And I think with every win we get, we build confidence. And getting these first two conference wins at home, I knew just from a mental perspective was critical for us. We, these were, neither one of these games are games we could afford to lose. And, and hopefully they, they will be things we'll build off of. What's your kind of um, early views on the conference a little bit? Like it's, who it's sticks great. out? Obviously, Oshkosh is the, the defending is, champs until somebody on yeah, the conference is them. great. You know, Platteville is really good. Um, Oshkosh is really good. Lacrosse is really good. Eau Claire is much improved. Um, they look very solid. I, I think Stout has an experienced team. They start four seniors. I think they're solid. Um, so up and down. You know, a typical year. You know, and, and you know the thing we're hoping to build on. There's a lot of experience in the conference. Platteville has you know three, three, five-year seniors, and, and and you know we're still a, a relatively young team. So every outing we have, every win we have is valuable, and and we just have to continue to progress because we're going to have these guys for a while. So we have to maximize what we're doing with them. Um, I thought I hit on um, kind of a guy that really isn't you haven't seen ton of yet, but um, obviously, what does it mean? To have um, Joey Brazowitz, Burlington grad, in the program. Obviously, his grandfather um, was the football coach here for um, years and years and years and led Whitewater to a couple of State Bowl appearances. Um, what does it mean kind of from a Whitewater perspective to kind of have him in the program with kind of that kind of legacy? Uh, you know, I think aside from the legacy, it's just good to have him because he's a great kid. Um, he, he, he chose not to play this year. He's going to use the year... To, to lift weights, get stronger, work on his game, get acclimated academically. Um, he just thought it was the best decision for him in, in the long course of his career, um, which which we support. Obviously, that that's up to our players with how they want to use their, their their ten semesters that they have to play four years. Uh, but you know, he's just he's a great kid. We're we're thrilled to have him. You know, obviously, I've I've known Bob and I've known his dad and brothers and. You know, everyone associated with the Brezowitz uh, family for a long time. So I, I, I really like him. I like him as a player. He's a, he's a great leader and, and someone we're, we're very happy to have in the program. Um, the last thing I kind of wanted to hit on, Pat, um, it doesn't feel like it's been 10 years, but um, it, it somehow has. Um, this year is the 10-year anniversary of the 2012 National Championship team. Um, just kind of talk about that team a little bit. What What's your... Um, like favorite, obviously, what's the thing that you kind of look back most on, on that team, obviously? Well, I, I think just, you know, one, I agree with you, it's hard to believe it's been 10 years, but just the, the year before they struggled, you know, we, we weren't a complete team and the improvements they made and just watching, especially a player like Chris Davis, you know, his confidence increase as we went throughout the year and, and just he went from being a really good player to just a unbelievable player and obviously our, our only national player of the year in school history uh, but just you know that team progressing you know people like Lucas Burns and the impact that he had on that team with his leadership and you know just anytime you can accomplish something like that it's 
creates a bond with all of those players and um, you know just a, a great group of guys and like you said it's hard to believe it was 10 years ago. Can I talk about that run a little bit because it was like it was like you guys hosted throughout up until the final four um, had some good blowout or good big wins Virginia Wesleyan kind of sticks out a little bit I'm trying to think of who else was in that run, but can, um, just kind of talk about that run to the championship all those years ago. Well, we just we were playing good basketball at the right time. We, you know, Davis got hurt late in the year, missed a little bit of time. Um, we got beat at home in the conference tournament championship by River Falls, who had a really good team, and I think that just kind of reset us, refocused us, um, and, and we came out and played really good. I, we had great home crowds. I remember that we had a. Cody Odegaard had a, a great game against St. Thomas, and then we, we beat. I think, wasn't that the game where he hit, like, six threes, and then he was he, doing this on the, he, he, hit a, he was he, doing the Warhawk. Uh, he, he hit a bunch, so, um, but it was good, you know, and that's the key, is you have to have good players, and you have to play well at the right time and get the right matchups, and, and we had that, and then obviously the championship game to come back from as far down as we were was, you know, a great accomplishment, and, you know, that makes games memorable when, when it's, you know, midway window through the first half or second half, it looks like it's you have no chance, and you come back all the way and win. It was a pretty exciting time. Um, obviously, um, with Lucas being on that team, what was your favorite memory from from him from that season? Obviously, he. I, I have millions of favorite memories from him. Like just great guy. He was funny. You know, kept good leadership. Kept the team loose. Um, embraced his role, and you know, he's a he, he was. Just a great person and a great asset to the team. Okay. How did that kind of team kind of help set up the national championship two years later? Well, a lot of those guys had experience, so they, they were part of that as freshmen or sophomores, and that carried over. And, you know, we had some of the core guys and then some new guys. So I think just having that experience and the expectation to win led to the trifecta in 2014, which was a pretty pretty remarkable feat. How can, how can like, like, how close, like, do you think you are to the next one, or do you feel like the next? I don't know. It's hard. Gonna... It's, it's hard to tell. I really like the. I like the people we have in our program right now. I, I like the balance we have. Um, they're definitely making progress. You know, we, we've definitely corrected some some issues we had last year defensively. We have various ways to score. So overall, I, th- I think we're we're making s- some good progress. Okay, um, I was going to throw out my fr- my two memories that kind of stick out in terms I think I dropped the cell phone on the floor when we went to the final the game going into the final four and they called it over the the PA and I didn't even hear them um I remember uh cutting my hand on the trophy I think the national championship trophy I think I swear to this day I think I got blood on that trophy Probably I was, still there because I was walk walking back to the dorms and I was like how did the heck did, I just held the trophy with Q and Davis and I was like my fingers bleeding for some reason. I don't. That's funny. So I, that's probably one of my stories from that. But um, Pat, um, thanks for letting me um, bring you on again, and um, good luck the rest of the way. All right, thank you. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of Podcasts on D-Shot. Feel free to give any of the other episodes a listen, as a lot of them have some great, exciting content, as well as some great interviews. 
Don't forget to give my Facebook page a like, Daniel Shotler Journalist, as well as give me a follow on Twitter or Instagram at dshot1992. Don't forget to subscribe if you're on Google Podcasts or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you can find this. And hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for listening and have a good day.